Hello and welcome back to League Talks UK LC Roster Rundown. I hope yesterday's episode was a good one, hearing about XL's 10-man roster and the academy team that will be working from the UK LC. Today's episode, however, features Diabolus's coach, I Hansen. This is a really intriguing podcast because you hear about a bunch of different things. You hear about the ideas of synergy between their support, their jungle and the rest of their team. Shot calling and how that shifts and how it becomes different throughout the whole game and overall the team's accountability. What I want to hear from you guys is if you think Diabolus, Eminem and potentially teams like Barrage, Bulldogs, any of the other teams can knock off some of the academy teams. We hear about I Hansen's uh, opinion on it, but I'd love to hear from you. So catch me at League Talk blog on Twitter or any of my other socials below. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to League Talk's UK LC roster rundown. My name is Alex and on today's episode is Diabolus Gaming's coach, Hansen. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you ever so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Hey. Perfect. And do you mind giving us a little introduction about yourself? Maybe how long you've been in the scene for, what your job title is? Uh, well, uh, my name is uh, I Hansen. Also, the, I'm the head coach of uh, Diabolus. I'm from Norway and I've been coaching for four years. This is my going into my fifth year of coaching in league. Amazing. Has that all been in the UK scene or have you dotted all over the place? Uh, I started off in coaching in the Norwegian National League system Mm -hmm. and then I climbed my way up there and was 2018 was when I moved over to the UK scene and I coached Ankle for a year. We Mm -hmm. had that run in spring split where we got to E-Masters and then I followed up with a similar story in summer where we ended up first in regular season and got the masters that way again so Amazing. two times the masters in a year wow congratulations for that success maybe it might be the same on diabolus but let's talk about your team speaking of diabolus can you introduce your entire roster and that can include players and staff right so in top lane we have curb he's been like curb ross he's been playing mm-hmm. in the uk scene for a while now i think it's second year he's playing now like second or third year he is more usually known for his uh, weird pocket picks in, mm. for sideline champions but uh, when he's played for me in Enclave in Spring Split of 2018 he was more flexible and I think that's basically what we're going to do with him this bit as well. Mm-hmm. Monkes is someone I've been working for a year now with he's a Danish jungler, he came with me when we joined Enclave in 2018 um, uh, he's mostly known for stealing barons of any, every single team <laughs> in the league and otherwise, this Gragas was insane in summer split, but he's also just basically, he is more of the supportive style jungler, but also can make some big highlight plays. That's mm-hmm. the best way to, exp- to explain him. Uh, Kroxen is Danish as well. Like, he played in the Danish league for the last, I think it's like six months now. Mm-hmm. And he was in UK scene before, and now he, then he made a move over to back to Danish scene, and now he's coming back and he's ready to show that he is still a strong player. Yusa was rookie of the split in last year, like in 2018 summer, like in the in the FOC tournament, he played for Hyperion, and he got rookie of the split, and coming into now, like, I think a lot of people are a bit curious on how he's going to play, but so far he's been playing really well, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy to say that his, this, for being like a, more of a rookie new guy, he's been playing well with the big boys. Good news. And, yeah, and Hado is the... The veteran of the team, he played. He was also part of the Enclave team in summer alongside Monkis. And he is literally more or less like the in-game shot caller of our team. Like okay. He's the main guy we're looking to in the mid-game to make decisions. And also, like, he can play basically anything of support. Like you just, mm-hmm. I just tell him to pick it up and he will pick it up. Amazing. Yeah. And I do not have a current assistant or analyst at this point. I'm still looking for that. And mm-hmm. our manager is Chintz. 
Tuchins is what people mostly know him for. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. I think he definitely is like the best way to explain him is like a very human person. I would say. Yeah, good news. Probably yeah, what like a good trait a for a manager, guy. isn't it? Like it's a really great t- trait to mm. have as a manager. I yeah. feel like being relatable and being someone Absolutely. you can talk to about anything basically like, amazing you need help about real life he will be there for you like that's basically him good news very reliable fantastic yeah that's the obelisk that's the team amazing so one of the things it's been a bit of a theme going through these uh this daily content that i've been producing for the for the uklc um is to do with the way that people rate teams and obviously tier list is up there i'm not going to get into tier list because i've done that in previous podcasts not a fan personally yeah. But a lot of people are rating Diablos up there with, uh, in the top four, definitely. Um, and then right. one, two, and three is always a, a sort of a toss-up, it seems, at the moment. But it seems like Diab- Diablos, a lot of people are rating them third or fourth. Now, I'd just like to get your take quickly before we get into the strengths and uh, talking points for your team. Um, whereabouts do you think Diablos should be on that tier list? Obviously, number one is uh, potentially your aim, but a lot of people are putting you third or fourth. How do you feel about that? I think a realistic point of view should be academy teams should be one and two. Mm-hmm. Like if a aca- if someone thinks academies are not one and two, mm-hmm. I think then the academies either did a bad job or we did a really insane job. Yeah, coming into the split. Mm-hmm. So I think realistically we should be third and fighting against Eminem and Barrage for the fourth and fifth. Okay, like, but we I do believe we are definitely the third best team coming in mm. on paper, and then it's about how we can shake off an academy slot getting into e-masters yeah like spring split is mostly about development and being stronger for summer split because it will take time to build a strong roster like in Mm -hmm. these academy teams yeah absolutely and i think uh, one of the things that some people have said is diablos is one of the teams that uh, a lot of people are looking to beat. whether that's because of the name because of the players i'm not entirely sure but that's uh diablos as an org is one that keeps popping up so i'm super interested to see how that will go um, but as aforementioned, um, without giving too much away, what do you think the key strengths or major talking points will be for Diablos in the coming season? I think one of our key strengths right now is that we, like, we kept like the core like engine of the Enclave team from summer in Monkeys mm. and Hado with early game communication, as in Monkeys being more charge of the early game and then Hado taking over in the mm. mid game, and having that support like that like support system already in place and just. Like transferring over to a new team and adding three new players in the slots is a lot more efficient than doing like let's say just yeah. rebuilding from start mm-hmm. so that's like a big strength we already have and then we also have like the three new players you could say like Crocs and Curb and Yusa all of them have carry potential and it's about us deciding which way to go and amazing I would say currently Yusa has been doing pretty well so there's a high chance that that's like where we're going mm-hmm. well that's fantastic because one of the things that I truly believe in when it comes to League of Legends and uh, this is something that translate from translates from traditional sports and everything um, but specifically to League is to do with shot calling. One of the ways that seems to be really good in an ideal world is to have your jungler that you mentioned um, shot calling the early game and then potentially the support taking over at some point and that seems to be yeah. the, the way that you have it. I'm interested to hear, now obviously you know, some junglers won't be very good at shot calling and that's just a personality trait that could be to do with leadership qualities. But I'm interested to hear your take on that. Is that something you agree with, that it should be jungle in the early game and support um, taking over it in an ideal world, of course? Like, um, I think definitely in an ideal world, like it should be... I think like the key thing to take away is that it's not about one guy, but it's mm. about one guy being the overall... This guy is in, like the number one and then okay. you like follow a pecking order system, we could say. 
Mm -hmm. And for early game, I definitely think the jungle should be the one that is like on top in the pecking order. He's mm -hmm. the one making the decisions and the best supporting him in that decision. Mm -hmm. And in the mid game, it's about the supports or something like whatever is in the main group. It's like basically the guys that is holding mid lane, you could say. Mm -hmm. And then just like the sides basically give supportive information to make mm -hmm. sure everything goes around. Mm -hmm. it is, I think it's definitely key that everyone contributes in communication yeah. at some points. Absolutely. But like as long as one guy is like leading the charge and making sure the team is like continuing the getting the flow of the game is good. Amazing. Well, another quick question, and this is just one out of interest for myself. A lot of people talk yeah. about support and jungle synergy being really, really important. Now, that was the core that you've taken from the previous team that you were working with. How important do you think having those two players on the same page will be for you in this split? It is extremely vital, and I'm happy to say, like, Monkeys and Hado are really great friends mm. outside of the game and also in the game. I still think they definitely have a long way to go if they want to become, like, the next level, you could say, but they are definitely working on it and they are actively working on becoming better. Like they're both motivated to do so and that's like the key at this level mm -hmm. of play. Absolutely. Like, no, very interesting indeed. So pre-season or off-season is, is still going on. Obviously everything kicks off on the 13th of February. Um, so I'm interested to see how the, the pre-season or off-season practice and scrims have been going for you. Now obviously you won't want to share an awful lot but are there any insights at all that you can share? Like I would say the best way to describe our early early season scrims like we we are definitely seeing like progression like we mm -hmm. definitely do but we have as all teams do some games some days or games that is mm. definitely not to our standards and we have created a culture that where we basically want to be really great and we don't just accept a bad game like we get upset about the bad game okay but it's about making sure that we are learning from it and making into like next game is going to be better and that's like currently like our situation as we have we build up something good but we also have to keep that progression and keep it going so like it's definitely like work in progress like mm -hmm. i don't expect us to be the best team week one okay but we that our mindset is we want to be come as good as possible then we need to hold ourselves accountable to it Ah, okay so accountability is really really interesting just as as a topic overall because Accountability obviously is something that um, can be difficult to take a hold of and if you take accountability that can always be difficult but some people like to pass accountability on so do you think that your players are quite willing to take the accountability when it is of course theirs to take? Yeah I would say like it's still like I would say some players definitely on our team have an easier time doing it yeah. from the very beginning but also like it's definitely seeing everyone is like been told and everyone is getting used to the idea of I need to make sure itself myself is being done properly mm. and then I can look at others because if you're not making sure yourself yeah. is being done then it's going to be difficult true. yeah very true very true like if everyone does their part the team becomes easy like it becomes easy when everyone does their part mm. and but the key thing is also like as you say yeah look at yourself but we also have made sure that it's about you hold each other accountable not okay. just yourself but just make sure you're, you if you can't hold yourself accountable it's difficult to hold others accountable of course. basically of course, that does make sense. And holding others accountable, I think, is possibly one way to carry on motivation and to keep improvement going up, uh, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, that's good news. So you did mention that that's uh, one thing that you did want to work on, but I'm interested, is there anything else that you're really looking to work on or anything you're looking to improve on going into February 13th and going into week one? Like, if we want to be a team that from week one does really well, we mm. need to further improve our early game communication and just, like, 
okay. making sure everyone is actively communicating and not mm-hmm. like slipping up. Because like we as a team, we are really great when we don't slip up on communication. Like when we have gaps of less less clear communication, we have the tendency of screwing up basically. Mm. So like when when we get that fixed, we will be a really good team. And it may matter if it's week two, week two, like week one, week two, week three, it doesn't matter, like as long as we get there. Yeah, well, I think the, the format's going to be a, an interesting one, isn't it? How, what's your take on the format coming into uh, the split, the whole King of the Hill type thing? Like, um, to be quite honest, I personally don't think it's the best format. Like, okay. it doesn't necessarily give a fair chance to every team. Mm-hmm. I think best of two is a lot more, like, easier and easier to format the round, easier to create... Mm. Like it's easier to plan for the team because like basically what we have to do in this format is plan for every team mm. instead of saying this week I'm going to prepare yeah let's say a strategy to deal with fanatic mm-hmm. I can't do that in this format it yeah basically gives like different strengths and different like objectives for the team to work on in practice mm. yeah like, well I I, I, fine. I, like, I still it think it's fine me. and I think yeah. I still think at a point you could say. It's still a format we will get used to, and it's just about seeing how it works out in the end. Mm. Like it might be great, it might be a fantastic format, but at the current point, I still think like the old is better. Yeah, well, I think I think it might be an interesting one to watch as well from a viewership point of view. I think potentially, I can't say for a fact, but potentially from the viewership yeah. point of view, that's maybe why that decision's been made. Um, not always taken into the account of the teams, but um, <laughs> I guess that's that's the way it is now, and that's how it's going to have to be planned for, which is uh, I mean, yeah, difficult. Like, in the end, esport is about like, like the con- like entertainment. Like, mm. there wouldn't be no point in having a league if there was no entertainment factor in it. And uh, like, I'm fine with the idea of them doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's up to them. Like, let's see how it looks, and then complain in three, four weeks. <laughs> <when they're sporting. laughs> yeah, brilliant. Well, I think one of the things that's interested me so far is your aspirations for the long term rather than the short term. So you spoke about um, potentially week one might not be the best week for you, and that's okay because you're looking long term and you're looking for the further splits. But for this split specifically, what will your aspirations be? And that could be personal, it could be professional, it could be for the team, or maybe even the organisation. Like, um, I think anything below fourth is a complete failure for art. Like, mm-hmm. even in, the, in a, like, this is a development split, but even if we get fourth, I still think it's a complete failure. Mm. So minimum fourth, I, we should aspire. Like the key aspirement is getting to second. If we can knock out an academy team in, in spring split, we did a good job, I yeah. would say. But third is like where we should be, and fourth is the minimum. So mm. I think that's like one way. And another thing, like the key thing for spring split is about making sure everyone on the team is developing, including me. Like I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I still need to improve as well. And then by the time summer split comes around, if we are a strong unit going into summer but then we achieve success you could say brilliant and is there anything personally obviously you said that you're not perfect and you're looking to improve but is there anything that you personally want to achieve during this split uh, like from my first standpoint I made EU Masters twice in a row in mm. 2018 mm-hmm. and now I'm looking into like most like I'm not too sure who many spots gets EU Master to be mm. fair in spring yeah, yeah, yeah it's not announced yet mm-hmm. so but for me it's more about like what the team makes, like make the team as great as possible will be mm-hmm. my challenge, right? Like I don't mind if it's third or fourth as long as the team becomes great because summer split is next. So I don't necessarily have anything I'm too worried about on a personal level, you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes, I could. I think like for me, it's just about improving, further improving my leadership and also for making sure that reviews don't get too long. Mm. That's okay. my two things I'm working on, you could say. Very interesting. 
especially the latter one about the reviews. But um, for those people who don't know, before we sort of wrap this all up and uh, get to the conclusions of all of this, for those of people who don't know, now, a lot of people talk about the academy teams being the driving force. Now, I have my opinions on why that could be the, the number one and the number two. Um, I'm just intrigued to see why you think the academies should be doing so well. Is it just uh, the relationship and the link to the LEC team, or is there some other facets to it? Like, um, I think like the, the obvious one is basically, yeah, they have some like connections to LCS, but I still think like they're... Like the individual power level on these players mm. is pretty high. Okay. Like they have players like Shikari, he's been winning the league now for like what is it, like three or four times in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah. We have Inax, which went to Turkey last play, and is a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. We have Prosper who's been a good leader. Like I don't I think he's been he didn't play the greatest in summer split, but he did pop off again in playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, X Maddie, I think he's a fantastic player. Like I've seen his I've heard his comms, I've also seen his gameplay, he is great. Mm-hmm. And when you have a bunch of these players all in the same team because of the what the power of Academy is, like mm-hmm. you have more resources. Yeah. You will create good teams. Mm-hmm. And I still think when you add on top people like Unlimited and Yandro, which have had good track records, which mm. should be, like, I would be shocked if they don't perform well, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it seems to me like there's a lot of pressure on their shoulders, so it will be intriguing to see how that that pressure sort of uh, manifests in them if they if they take it and go hit the ground running, or if potentially it goes the opposite way, maybe Diabolus and uh, Eminem and Barrage, the teams that you uh, mentioned, could take a couple of games off them. But uh, yeah. it's going to be an interesting like, one. The thing is, like, all these academy teams is up to them to do the right thing right the onus is and, on them yeah like we can do a lot of great things but if they do the right thing they should honestly be the top two teams interesting like, that's the thing like we can improve yeah. and we can grow and summer split it will be a different story but mm-hmm. for spring split that is the story of the season brilliant well that wraps up all of the questions that i have so first of all i would like to thank you uh for your time for coming on the podcast and for giving the insights that you have i really appreciate all of that so thank you ever so much for coming on and also i want to wish you guys the best of luck for the upcoming split i think it's going to be a really really interesting one so thank you and best of luck to yourself yeah thank you man well if there's anything that you did want to say maybe you can plug yourself if people wanted to find you on twitter if there's anything at all you wanted to say then uh, the floor is all yours to do that now Right, um, you guys can find me on iHands95 on Twitter. Um, I'm looking forward to a great split of learning and becoming a better team. And as we go stronger, we will be looking into how, how, how much we can push the academy teams. I think UK scene is overall going in the right direction as mm. in improving. And yeah, Perfect. I think we have a good split ahead of us. Amazing. Well, thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, this was Diabolus's UKLC roster rundown with their coach, I Hansen. Their social media cha- social media channels will be in the description below, so stay tuned for more of this mini-series, and thank you ever so much for listening. <laughs>